Hey everybody, have you been wondering if melatonin is a good supplement you should be taking to improve your sleep? Well, today we're going to discuss it on the podcast. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey everybody, today I wanted to talk about melatonin. I know so many of my clients have issues with sleep and often the time the conversation usually comes around from, I heard about melatonin, is it something I should be taking on a daily basis? Now I work with a lot of shift working professionals and sleep is always an issue. So maybe they're moving from day shift to night shift and they want to be able to get that interim sleep before they move to the night shift. I have an organization I work with that they do rotating shifts. So one week you're on day, one week you're on shift two, then you're off a week and then you're on shift three and then you shift it back. So there is a lot of times where they're rotating sleep. So in those instances, melatonin might be something to actually look at. However, let's talk about melatonin, what it is, so that you can make an informed decision if this is something you want to take or maybe look at another alternative. And we're going to talk about some of those as well. So just so everybody is on the same page, melatonin is a hormone within our body that helps control our sleep-wake cycle. So melatonin is the one that makes our body get tired and go to sleep. And this is really working with the circadian rhythm. So it's going off of daylight. So as it starts getting darker outside, our body starts kicking up the melatonin. And I am totally simplifying this because it's a little bit more complex than this, but our melatonin starts to increase. We start to get tired and we go to sleep. Then as the sun starts to rise, the cortisol comes in, it wakes us up. So it's really, if you think of melatonin as a cortisol on like a seesaw, Melatonin is the one that makes us sleepy. Cortisol is the one that wakes us up. And again, way oversimplifying it, but you get the point. But this is what melatonin is really good for. So a lot of times when people, they can't sleep, they they will take the melatonin to help their bodies become tired and go to sleep. Now, the issue is, is this is a hormone. And if you're a female out there and have ever had hormonal issues, you know how finicky our hormonal system is. You know, the slightest things can throw us off. I mean, there's tons of articles out there telling you not to eat edamame because it has estrogen and it's going to throw your hormones off. Now, is an edamame bean going to throw your hormones off? No. One edamame bean or eating them occasionally, it's okay. But if you're doing it on a daily basis, yes, it can. And that's the same thing when we look at melatonin. If we're taking melatonin on a daily basis or a regular schedule, it's going to start throwing our body off a little bit. Now, there are tons of other herbs and, you know, sleep hygiene that I would look at as well. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But listen, if you're moving from a day shift to a night shift and you really have to get your body sleeping, melatonin might be the option for you because you're already having to fight your natural circadian rhythm because you're moving from daytime to nighttime. Melatonin might be an option, but you need to talk to your doctor. And I say this with any supplement is always talk to your doctor. And the interesting thing is melatonin, we can get over the counter in the US. Other countries, melatonin is a regulated drug. So it's interesting to note. And also the interesting thing to note is melatonin, when doctors prescribe it, it's much less of a dosage 
than what we actually buy over the counter in the US. A lot of times the medical dosage might be a half a milligram to two milligrams, where in the US, I mean, the children's dosage is one milligram. So it's really interesting. We might be taking way too much melatonin. You know, I can give you an example. One time, my kids, just like any kids, sometimes they get all sugared up, all ramped up. And, you know, I was told about melatonin and I gave my kids melatonin. Well, it's the children one. And my kids were teenagers. So I always, when it comes to any supplements, I like to kind of go lower on the dose and see how it works. Just me personally. So this dosage was meant for a five-year-old and she was a teenager. And I was like, okay, well, she's supposed to have three. I'll give her two and see what happens. I gave it to her and I literally watched her on the couch Her eyes within like 20 minutes got heavy and she was out cold. I mean, in a deep sleep to the point where I am like over her, feeling her chest, making sure she's breathing because like, and she woke up, had like the greatest sleep. Um, After that, she gets now one pill when she took it. But really, when we deal with stuff like that, we want to watch the dosage. And here's the thing is that when I was listening to Matthew Walker talk about melatonin, if you don't know Matthew Walker, he wrote the book on why we sleep. And it really kind of goes over a lot of the sleep studies and sleep research and things like that is a lot of these even these dosages of these supplements are unregulated. And when they actually tested them, the supplements could either be 80% less or 400% higher than what it said it was going to be. So this is one of my biggest issues with melatonin is that it's, we have no idea what's in this supplement. But then the biggest thing that when we look at melatonin is a lot of people when they get when they need to go to sleep, I'll just take a pill. We don't want to take a pill. We want to build better sleep habits. You know, when we talked about what melatonin was on how it starts releasing that hormone as it gets dark, think about your house at night. When it's becoming time to bed, let's say two, three hours before bed, are you already starting to turn on your lights or are your lights full blaring until like eight or nine o'clock at night. And then you decide to put them down a little bit because you're going to bed at 10 o'clock. If that's the case, that's not giving your body enough time to say, hey, it's getting dark outside. It's time to start winding down. We need to start giving ourselves a better sleep hygiene, turning our lights down earlier. I actually get in trouble a lot of times at my house because I start turning the lights down too quick and then I fall asleep too fast on the couch. But it's really... We need that time to start unwinding our bodies. Same if we have kids or teenagers that can't sleep. A lot of them have these LED lights or big lights in their bedroom, and we're wondering why they're not tired. They're not tired because our brain has not gotten the signal to release these hormones that it's time to go to sleep yet. We need to embrace setting our homes to go darker. I really like, I'm kind of a gadgety person, so for me, I'm really big into the smart homes. A lot of times you can actually set your home to start dimming the lights naturally at a certain time of the day, so now you don't even have to think about it. It can happen naturally, and over time when we're doing stuff like this, this can affect our sleep. Same thing with TV. We learn a lot about blue light. All of our phones now have blue light blocking capabilities on them where you could turn the blue lights off. Our computer screens have blue light reducers. Blue light is what keeps us awake. When we take that blue light off, it allows our natural circadian rhythm to come in a little bit more, releasing the melatonin. So it's why at night, 
put on that blue light filter. Actually, my cell phone always has the blue light filter on. Doing stuff like that, removing those electronic devices, start reading a book before bed instead of reading on your phone. You know, years ago it was books or magazines. Now it's cell phones with blue light. And then we wonder why we can't go to sleep until two o'clock in the morning. Stop with the blue light. Turn the lights down in the house. Stop with the blue light and things like that. Then there's other supplements we can look at beyond melatonin. You know, lemon balm is a really good one. Lemon balm is a natural herb. It's also called Melissa. You can go to Home Depot during the spring and buy a lemon balm plant. And you can make your own tea. You could take supplements. But lemon balm is an herb that really helps calm the nervous system. It works really good with the anxiety and sleep. You could take 1,500 milligrams about 5 p.m. before you go to bed, that could be really helpful in just helping reduce your overall stress and anxiety so your body can go to sleep. But it never, none of these ever replace good sleep hygiene. This is really key, having that good sleep hygiene turning down the lights, eliminating the blue lights, stopping that caffeine. You know, caffeine has a quarter life at 12 hours. So we really need to be mindful how we're having caffeine. I know a lot of people are like, I can't drink caffeine past two o'clock. Listen, you probably shouldn't be drinking caffeine past 10 a.m. If you want a good night's sleep that following evening, we should probably be stopping caffeine, not having that three o'clock coffee break and then wondering why we can't go to sleep at night. You know, things like that. Following what's going on, we deal with that a lot with their shift workers at two, three o'clock in the morning, they're having coffee and then they're wondering why by 8 a.m. they can't go to sleep. You are no way gonna go to sleep. Your body is too burned up. And if you are going to sleep, you've have you've had built your tolerance up for caffeine that now we have to be careful. Now we should be looking at that on the other side. So we really wanna make sure that we're getting a good night's sleep. Listen, sleep affects every single system in our body. It's important to get sleep. And if you are having to move from one shift to another shift and melatonin helps you get there, that might be an option. But be mindful we're not taking it on a daily basis, just like any supplement. You know what? Take it as needed. If you take it for a night or two and maybe then you get your system used to it, putting in other sleep hygiene, other sleep practices in to help, maybe that's how we can do that. But that's really where we want to look at is looking at how to treat melatonin. And listen, I said it before, before you take any supplement, whether it's melatonin, lemon balm, vitamin C, I don't care, talk to your medical doctor because there are certain medications that can interact with melatonin, anticoagulants, um, diabetes medications, There's other ones that can interact with melatonin and you really need to find out from your doctor, your pharmacist, if melatonin is safe and how much they would recommend for you personally. Because listen, no one else knows you personally other than your medical and healthcare providers and they would be the ones to ask, not your neighbor, not your best friend, not even me. Ask your medical professionals to help you. And listen, if sleep is an ongoing issue because of maybe you are a shift worker or just your overall life, or maybe you're going through your 
premenopausal, postmenopausal, going through menopause, disrupted sleep does not have to be a part of being premenopausal or going through menopause. That does not have to happen. So talk to your medical professionals, get some medical advice. If you're not getting the advice you need and you want to look at alternatives, you know, I really, I always recommend Lynn Janae Versitas. She is really good with helping people figure out what foods and what things work for their bodies. It's about taking control of your health, acknowledging what you're taking, understand why you're taking, but building healthy lifestyle choices around it to better support. So I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Get a good night's sleep. And as always, don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you next week.